0: Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Revolution Won't Be Televised. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And we have a crazy world and crazier people. Now that we've got this whole thing going on with Roe versus Wade and everything else falling apart. MAGA has come back onto the surface with people afraid that we're the most radical group ever. And the food supply keeps dwindling. So, it's good day in America. Prosperity's booming, I guess. (laughs) And there's so much we're going to talk about tonight. Before we begin... MyPillow.com right now is, has one of the best sales it's ever had. and You need to get over there to stock up on your sleep products and help you sleep better with some of the finest sleep products you can possibly get. And those include a 2 buy one, get one free opportunity with so many neat promos like bed sheets, buy one, get one free. Or we have the Giza Elegance pillows, which are rocking, buy one, get one free. We have the six-piece towel set, buy one, get one free. You have beach blankets, buy one, get one free. Woven throw blankets, buy one, get one free. Over and over, just fantastic savings right now, buy one, get one free. Including the classic MyPillow, buy one, get one free. This is the best opportunity ever to make huge savings and get two products, buy one, get one free, that you're never going to have to replace because they're going to make you comfortable forever. Maybe a little exaggeration, but it's all good. But seriously, sleep is such an important piece in this fight because they're trying to wear everybody down mentally, get you filled with all sorts of crazy thoughts in your head, which is one of the reasons you come to this channel, to get that. make sure that doesn't happen. But at the same time, you want to have a great night's sleep, and it's also an opportunity to get enough things stocked up to even start sharing with the family, like children's Bible story pillowcases, which are great for your kids, great for your neighbors, and especially great for your liberal friends. So head on over to mypillow.com, take advantage of the buy one get one free offers. Fantastic things going on right now. You can get over there and you can also to do that you're going to need your promo code obviously. Promo code Bards B A R D S is your promo code. You can use that promo code on the Frank Speech site, on the My Store site, but all over the My Pillow site and there's many, many more things than just the buy one get one free. Mattresses, my my slippers, clothing, bath stuff, pet stuff, pet pillows are awesome. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and use your promo code BARDS, and they're going to get you completely hooked up with a Patriot Pillow Counselor. All right, so Patriots, we are in some crazy times. I'm going to start tonight with a really interesting theory that I was, was shared with me today, shared with me by our favorite kilted Christian Duncan, whose show is right after this. He's got some good shows this week too. So make sure and tune in after this show, after this program. He's, he is at, uh, well, I guess he's the half hour after. So we go from six o'clock PM East Pacific to seven PM Pacific. And he starts at seven thirty PM Pacific. So that's awesome. All right. So check this out. And I, and I read through this and I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of truth and this makes a lot of sense and what I'm about ready to read. And it's, pretty disturbing when you put it all into context. So here it goes. And this comes from 4chan. They overturned Roe versus Wade for the explicit reason that the abortion stats are going to plummet due to how many women can't get pregnant anymore after the vax. And they don't want people asking questions. So to cover it up, they banned abortion. It is as simple as that. This did not come out of the goodness of their hearts. It was explicitly done as a cover up. Fact the death jab clot shot put the abortion industry out of business anyway. So why not lie and say you banned abortions and that makes up for the stolen election? You can, you can, or you gain brownie points plus cover up the fact that women who would have had abortions, can't get pregnant anymore anyway. I'm going to have to say yes on this one. And I realize that's just conjecture as a theory, but that makes more sense than anything in the world because for the Supreme Court to suddenly become the good guys and have a strange leak, and a disclosure, which doesn't make any sense, at the timing of it. And there's a lot of pieces to that. We've people have tried to say that they were trying to look at this from the lens of that there's some sort of righteousness in the Supreme Court. I don't think there's much. And when you really dig into this, this starts to make a lot of sense. And again, that's conspiratorial in a certain framework because we can't prove it. But it's definitely a way of looking at the problem. And as you know, I believe strongly in that to keep our eyes open and head on a swivel. So I'm putting this out there is highly plausible as a motive because it's, we are dealing with a system that is so inherently corrupt right now that you really just can't imagine. We can't imagine the level, the absolute level of corruption we're dealing with. So, but this I think is a good piece to listen to to kind of put it in framing. Take a listen to this.
1: implications are grim. Um, if this, if I'm correct, and let's assume I am for for the sake of this this argument. I'm correct. We have the greatest colossal financial and human fraud endeavor in the history of the globe, and um, it was done with the um, uh, assistance of the government, global governments, and also the um, uh, media companies and the tech companies. And the implications of that are that. Um, the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH have to be blown up and rebuilt. Uh, a lot of the politicians that have allowed this to happen and and, 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 and haven't spoken up, they're all going to potentially be um, uh, voted out of office. Um, there'll be lawsuits. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna could both go bankrupt. The tech folks and the media folks could be sued. I mean, this is this is a loss of trust in all institutions. Some, some governments could be overthrown uh, in higher vaccinated countries. So this is, this is the implications of this are kind of mind-boggling. And again, that's assuming I'm correct. I'm, I, in my humble opinion, I'm 100% correct, but that's me. That
0: was Edward Dowd, the ex-BlackRock executive. He doesn't have to be humble about his assessment. In my opinion, he's dead on. And he has the data to prove it. The magnitude, as we know, of the cover-up, and we've been talking about this now for almost two years, the fact that nobody is talking out against the shot, that everyone is pushing the clot shot. And the fact that they're pushing the clot shot or they're being silent on stopping the clot shot tells you they're all complicit, every damn one of them. And the ripple effect across the economy is going to be stunning and across the world is going to be stunning. Because they're literally gutting out, coring out whole sections of the society. And I really think that their intention originally was to hit enough of the core segments of the resistance in our nation that they would cripple it and then they would be an easy sweep up, push everybody into cities, execute Agenda 2030, which they're still trying to push forward with, put everybody on engineered food and retake and confiscate all the land in the middle of America and turn it over to the rich to be turn it into their playground. But that's not really coming together quite that way, in part because there's a lot of very defiant Americans here, and that's important to appreciate. We are in a cycle, though, that they are continuing to push a war on us, and there's a revolution happening, but there's kind of two sides of this revolution. Typically, we think of a revolution as coming from the people, but there is another revolution coming from the stupid, and that's the illiterate masses that are rising up. I mean, take a listen to this, of kind of the perspective of what we're dealing with coming out of our university systems. Keep in mind that in the French Revolution, it was the young students that were the ones leading the revolution. And there was two reasons for that. The elite knew that they were malleable, but they were also fairly open minded as to what the challenges were. Today we have a different problem. The youth are still malleable, but there's they have been so channeled through a brainwashing program called Public Education and University Systems that they are now really have become the enemy of the state, the enemy of the people. The actually the tools and weaponized tools of the state. So take a listen to this
2: have a massive employment gap. The data tells you in every single which way possible that we are not educating our young people to take the jobs that are needed for a high growth, functionally moving economy. We are miseducating these folks. And then we are giving them access to enormous amounts of debt that they have no reasonable chance to pay back. And I think that that should be fixed by fixing the incentives of the universities. You are right. Universities today are for-profit asset management businesses wrapped by this philanthropic do-good or nonsense that they try to tell people to get you to go there and pay $50,000 a year in tuition. It's a joke. And, and they're they outing out, people to think that these degrees are actually going to make them successful humans. They come out miseducated and undereducated and incapable of servicing the economy's needs.
0: And think that they are educated humans. I love that. They're not. Mike Rowe is about the only person out here that's been pushing the right direction, which is skills-based, trades-based. But these students are going into universities are just becoming moldable clay for those in power to create a useless class that is energized to change the world and it has nothing to do. And it's lost its whole security in in itself. They have systematically, through a process of a very advanced and integrated MKUltra, starting from grade school all the way through They have created a revolution, literally, against us. And again, just by theme of the show tonight, it's not being televised. It's around us, everywhere. And they are slowly corrupting the youth to become the engine of change, which they have been working on for decades now. And as these slowly move them into the decades of this change, they increasingly accept this idea that the world is flawed, humans are a species of... Parasitic species on the earth, the earth needs to give itself back and humans need to be sacrificed. That's essentially it. That leads us then into the ease of why abortion is accepted because life has lost its value. But you know, the crazy part is Malcolm X understood a lot of what we were facing a long time ago.
3: There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals that that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire western hemisphere he's the most deceitful he's like a fox and a fox is almost is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf you can see the wolf coming you know what he's up to but the fox will fool you he comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth you think he's smiling taking-
0: you think he's smiling and that's exactly right you think he's smiling And just to kind of emphasize again the wisdom of the older generations, even the whole thing of abortion was stated pretty clearly by President Ronald
4: Reagan. I think all of us should have a respect for innocent life. With regard to the freedom of the individual for choice with regard to abortion, there's one individual who's not being considered at all. That's the one who's being aborted. And uh, I've noticed that everybody that is... For abortion has already been born. <laughs> That's
0: the most obvious fact right there. Those that are dancing around, burning down the streets, going after the police down in L.A. last night, all of that in protest to defend a single act to kill a child. When we water this down, it doesn't really get very complicated. And what we're seeing right now is this extension through the the act of dropping Roe versus Wade, and whatever the motivations it has revealed, and this is where many times we have to sit back and say, wow, this is God's plan again. No matter what the motivation is, God's using evil for good, because we're seeing truly the the core of what these people are about, and what they're erupting about, and being so violent and and literally angry about, and in total meltdowns, is the fact that they don't have the right anymore to murder a child legally and they equally now are being told by virtue of this that they have to be they have to become responsible and now can't just spread their legs when they want to have sex or drop their pants when they want to have sex without any accountability my We've taken a generation where the morals and values and the sanctity of of relationships and, and marriage have been completely thrown out. That's, again, part of this cultural revolution that began in the 60s, the silent revolution of destroying the family. Incrementally over the years, these values have fallen apart to where now where we are is these kids out here don't want any accountability for their sexual desires that they want to fulfill. We see the rise of porn. We see the rise of just sexual deviance, confusion of sexuality. Anything is on the table. It's straight up living Luciferian worship all around us. Anything. It's just debauchery and hedonism. That's our state of our union, sadly. And so it is not surprising at all that we are dealing with A group of people that have lived here, grown up here, made the values, gained the access of what this society can provide, which is immense, and are now turning on the very society itself because their puppet masters have them so dumbed down that they can't distinguish any sort of moral reality where they're living. Again, protesting, becoming violent, burning things down, to defend the right to kill a child. That is that simple. So, who, what, again, whatever the motivation of the Roe versus Wade Act, we are being given now the glimpse of the real sense of who they are. But in the meantime, the reality of all this is escaping them. Tucker Carlson did a great interview with Candace Owens. It puts a lot of this in perspective, especially the greatest victims of abortion and what it means in the in the concept of society and is our culture in particular take a listen to this three minutes 30 seconds
4: a draft of supreme court opinion written by samuel Lido and apparently representing the views of a number of conservatives on the court leaked suggesting that the court may vote to overturn roe v wade now you may be for that you may be against it but there's nothing really racial about that the word race isn't the idea is not even in the decision in fact there's nothing racial about it but of course the biden administration which goes immediately to race hatred the second it has any problem whatsoever went to race hatred. So Biden's publicist, Jen Psaki, announced that people of color will suffer most if Roe v. Wade is overturned. We're not even sure what that means exactly, but Candace Owens has thought a lot about this subject. She's the founder of the charity, Blexit, and we're grateful to have her join us tonight to assess and to interpret. Candace Owens, thanks so much for coming on. So what Roe v. Wade overturned people of color suffer most? Please interpret for us.
5: I think we're going to have to get a definition from Jen Psaki on what it means to suffer. Has this become another word for saying to be born? Because she's correct that more minority people will be born, uh, given the fact that 79% of Planned Parenthood clinics are in minority neighborhoods, and given the fact that the Planned Parenthood founder, Margaret Sanger, was a notorious racist, notorious eugenicist who didn't want black people to be able to populate. And by the way, she was tremendously successful. You know, you look at the statistics and you understand that you have a population size black women that represent just 7% of the population in America that account for over 40% of all of the abortions. If it wasn't for Planned Parenthood, if it wasn't for the abortion industry, uh, the black population would be virtually double today. Over 19 million black babies have been aborted since the 1973 decision. I mean, if I said to you that 97, like that, that, 19 million individuals against their will um, were killed, not only just killed, but in a barbaric manner, were poisoned, and then had each of their limbs reached out, uh, ripped out of them limb for limb, Limb, because that's exactly what happens. Nobody wants to talk about the details of the abortion process. Ever. You would look at me and you would say, "Candace, that's a genocide, right? Um, and yet they don't want to admit that. So yes, black people will be disproportionately affected, uh, but it's not going to be any amount of suffering. It's going to be that you're going to see more black babies being born.
4: So I don't really understand how this works. I mean, if you love somebody, you want them to reproduce. You love your kids. That's why you want grandkids. You want more of them because you love them. How do you turn to a whole group of people, millions of people, and say, I love you, here's some more abortion clinics?
5: It's not an I love you. And that's the thing is that they want you to forget about history, right? Uh, They want you to forget about Margaret Sanger. They want you to forget about the origins of abortion. They've tried to turn it into something fluffy and loving. And they've done that via the education system, Tucker. And it's why I say, irrespective of what happens with Roe v. Wade, nothing is going to get fixed until we fix the broken education system, which has become predatory. When the Federal Department of Education was established, this is what they did. They they rewrote history. Planned Parenthood got into the classroom. They're teaching people that you should want to abort your children, ripping women away from their maternal instinct. It is not normal. It is barbaric for any woman to get on a platform and to demand the right to kill children. I mean, it just goes against the natural order of things. We are designed as women to want to protect children. I say this as somebody who is seven and a half, and a half months pregnant right now. Listening to them speak about my child as if right now I should have the decision to walk into an abortion clinic, this daughter that I feel kicking in my body right now, I should be able to walk into an abortion clinic and say, take her out of me. It doesn't matter. This should be my choice. And not to respect the fact that this is a life that is growing inside of me. I mean, it, it is so disturbing. It is so especially disturbing as somebody who is carrying a child right now.
0: Except that most of the men, quote unquote, that are advocating for this, Michael Obama and others, aren't men, but they're gender flippers. So you don't really have that maternal concept in them. and You just have evil running through them. This entire concept of aborting a culture, of killing children has become so mainstream that we've just become numb to it, sadly. And this is again back to this, the revolution won't be televised because we're dealing with a concept in the mind. Take a listen to this little piece.
6: The revolution wasn't televised in the 60s. Uh, Is it going to be televised in the 90s?
3: You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Well, you know, the, 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 the catchphrase, what that was all about, uh, the revolution will not be televised, that was about the fact that the first change that takes place is in your mind. You have to change your mind before you change the way you live and the way you move. So when we said that the revolution will not be televised, we were saying that, like, that, 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 that the thing that's going to change people is something that no one will ever be able to capture on film. It'll just be something that you see and all of a sudden you realize I'm on the wrong page or I'm on the right page but I'm on the wrong note and I've got to get in sync with everyone else to understand what's happening in this country. the revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution-
0: that was Gil Scott Heron, which goes way back. And it, what he's saying there is really, really important. So that was both the music and in his interview. I cut the two pieces together. And the, the reason that becomes so critical is what he's talking about is the awakening of the mind. But it, that goes two ways when we're dealing with this. The challenges that we have right now is we literally have an entrenched ideology with this youth that believe in the science of climate change. They believe in the science of fochi. They believe that human beings are a parasitic on the earth. They believe that the earth is dying because of us, not because of the institutions built by the deep state and all their technologies, but that we are the ones that somehow have control and have the ability to change. And in the willful acceptance of that, they accept that populations need to be reduced. They accept that there needs to be a collectivism in thinking. We need to reset the world. We need to go through a great reset. Or in terms of food, we need to do a hard reset, which means force everybody off of eating meat, that there is a more green way of eating, including bugs. They're willing to accept all of this because in their mind, that's the revolution that needs to be fought. When we look at the counterswing to this, We're looking at us fighting back on the principles of God and stewardship. And ironically, there's some similarities that cross over, but they ideologically are polar opposites. Of course, the other side's getting reinforced by this hand puppet that we call a president.
7: What are the next things that are gonna be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American
2: history.
0: And we're extreme in his terms, probably not in American history, because the three percenters were pretty radical back in the original day, as were the pastors. But MAGA represents an existential threat to the deep state and the control agents, because we are questioning the narrative. We're not obeying, obeying to what they say, unlike their drones that are walking around this time and walking around our streets. Again, we have people radically demonstrating in cities, L.A. last night in particular, protesting, becoming violent for a cause that centers down onto one principal issue, the right to kill a baby, a right to kill a child. This is the irrationality that has settled in to be normal in in our current day. And in the meantime, the world is slowly
7: shutting down. My friends, welcome. There's so much going on with respect to the controlled demolition of our food supply that I scarcely know where to begin this report. In fact, I just realized that it's that itself which is the most important thing to share. That when we step back from these individual things that I'll talk about, that that if we pretend we were some alien species in a faraway space watching humanity We would be scratching our heads and asking ourselves right now and rightly so understandably so what the hell is going on down there right now it seems like they've completely given up all hope of of continuing as a species they're just stopping their food production they're not planting their crops in many cases or they're changing to different things at the last second they're not fertilizing the crops they do have the greenhouses that they spent tons of money and years building are empty now because of some economics reason they give for it. I mean, we can give reasons for these things, but they give reasons for killing off their pigs because of Japanese encephalitis, killing off their fish because of bacterial outbreaks at the fisheries. California is not even bothering to stock the lakes and rivers this year. They're just giving up. Texas is killing off their deer, other places too, killing off their deer because of chronic wasting disease. Uh, Northern Ireland, killing off their sheep because of cow farts, basically, because of CO2. What is wrong with humanity? (laughs) What's wrong with humanity? That
0: was the Ice Age Farmer, by the way. Awesome channel, both on Telegram and on YouTube. What is wrong with humanity? Humanity is being led by lunatics and idiots. And there's a mass of people out here that are so deeply entrenched in an ideology of guilt And right back to the churches, because what do the churches do best? They're the peddlers and brokers of guilt. How many times do you hear within faith that we are not worthy? If we're not worthy, why did God bother to save us? And it's constantly this reinforcement of guilt that it permeates across everything now, and they simply leverage off of it. It's easy. It's an easy win. From a PSYOP point of view, I'll tell you right now, this society is so easy to manipulate. I never really thought it was possible to manipulate it to the level it was until I've witnessed it, these sorts of challenges that were, or the sorts of attack that's going on that were, would have been considered challenges from an SIOP point of view in a foreign culture like Afghanistan have become so easy and so systematized here because the conditioning has been so deep. And the crazy part about it is, is as we have this NPC-type movement over here that's obedient to anything the state says, anything the media plugs into their brain, obedience to Ukraine, obedience to COVID, obedience to pandemic, obedience to CBDC, obedience to digital chipping, whatever they're told to do, obedience to hate, hate babies, obedience to burn down the cities and defend abortion all of this going on, you have another mass of people out here that are the pew marshmallows that aren't doing much of anything and literally being a compliant mass because they have been taught to be obedient to the state. And that's their entrenched mentality. We have obedience that has been inculcated across our entire culture. So there is a complete loss of critical thought. And what's going to save us is critical thought. And it's one of the reasons we have to continue to push and innovate and be prepared to adapt. But the society right now is truly bifurcated with two revolutionary groups. One group defending the matrix, the other group trying to break from the matrix. And that sadly is the, is the point of contention and the point of conflict that has been well engineered no matter who's pulling the strings. We are literally right now in the middle of what some would call World War III.
6: I believe that we are in World War III and it has already begun. It's a war like none we've ever experienced before. It's nothing like we've ever seen, but it has started. Just imagine you're a kid in school 50 years from now, When they, when they look at this moment in history, what will they say about when the war began? They're not gonna say it's when the first nuclear bomb explodes, are they? Because the lead up is right now. It started some time ago. In fact, it's hard to say exactly when it started. I'm sure, I'm sure my husband could probably have some ideas on that. And would correct me whatever I say. But I'm going to tell you that obviously 2016 was a pivotal year. I don't even think that was the beginning. Because if you really go back to that moment in time, that was the moment the end game was interrupted. It began, the end game began with Obama's election, and it was meant to continue with Hillary, and after Hillary, I don't think there was ever meant to be another Republican administration in the United States, but that's probably not even accurate, because I don't think there was meant to be a United States. Can't tell you the exact precise timing. That's just not just an opinion. If you look at what Obama said during his presidency, he repeatedly referred to the fact, and this is, I want you to, I really want you to know this is not a Democrat versus Republican thing. Even though I know where I am, I'm just gonna tell you I don't care, right? Why don't I care? Because I care about understanding where we are. And much of that crosses party lines. When you look at principles, they don't belong to parties. They belong to God and from God to us. And, And that's our gift. We look at those principles as if they're a burden because they require us to act and they require us to sacrifice. But actually, the principles are our gift. They literally are our gift because the principles are what keep us. They are what creates the United States of America. They are what what guided the Constitution.
0: When people fear government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty, Thomas Jefferson. We have to get return to that place where the government fears us. And we've allowed a government to run roughshod over everything in every aspect of our lives. We're running in defense when teachers are trying to push queer theory on our kids. And, and hey, just highlight on that one, Chelsea, General Chelsea Manning, the general of the queer army, Just posted, for those of you who are just catching up, if you are able to afford it and if it is safe for you to do so, (laughs) I love this, you should consider arming yourselves, then finding others to train with teams and learn how to defend your community. We may need these skills in the very near future. Yeah, the Rainbow Warriors are a little bit afraid right now because their cult is starting to be challenged. And their other cult, as General Chelsea Manning of the Queer Army has pointed out, they're all tied to the same root. And they know it. They're all tied to abortion. They're all tied to this hatred of children. They're all tied to sex identity. That's their only strength, which is not one. And it's their greatest weakness. Because if they can't identify sexually, they have no strength at all. Our nation is not a nation built on weakness it never was What has happened here is that the strength the, the the prowess of strength has come about in a stealth way through threat and intimidation and that's coming right from our government with all of its active agents the peace NPCs that are out here floating around Obeying diligently anything that the media or the government tells them to do they become the revolution to culturally change this, hence color revolution. And they launched in full force on November 4th, 2020. So much of what was counted on by MAGA and others was that Trump was going to win, but there was always the weakness of over-worshipping Trump, of putting too much reliance on Trump. And in fairness to President Trump, he told everybody, to start standing up and being loud. He told everybody that at the base of Mount Rushmore on July 3rd. And if you go back and look at his documentation, Proclamation of Law Day, which was signed on April 29th, 2020 and executed on 1 May 2020, two years ago, roughly, you'll see that in the fourth paragraph that he's very explicit about who will defend the Constitution, and it wasn't him. It was the people had to defend the Constitution. We've been told openly what has to happen, but there was too much comfort, and there's too much conditioning of compliance. The years of compliance, the years of conditioning, have allowed them to move in and to overwhelm people with information. This war hasn't been one of violence. It's been one of perception, intimidation, and worst of all, willful compliance with God's given gift of free will to walk into their own trap. These are masterful hunters dealing with a mass amount of stupid people. And there's no other way to say it. And what stands out here now is a group, this group, whatever size it is that has remained diligent with God, with the the hard stand on faith, staying away from the shot. It's been difficult, but to understand what each of us is responsible for, we are now in that place where the future rests with us. And this country's future rests with us. We have no idea what's going on in our military. And there's all sorts of, Q folks love to try to interpret Q, which Q told them not to, but they're doing anyway. I'm trying to tell you what's happening. This is what's going on. Everybody's looking for the answer to solve the problem. The problem is solved locally. The problem is solved with the most radical acts you can do, which is to prepare yourself to be adaptive and resilient in a dynamic environment. That's tactics with strategy to win the long term. And as long as people embrace that and understand that one of the most radical acts you can be doing right now is growing food and and setting food aside, food is going to become the new currency in many ways, because this is what they want. They want to crush down food operations in this nation, and they're doing it. Almost every other day, every few days, there's another processing plant burning down. There is a war going on on food. Farmers are being paid to dump and destroy food. Lake Mead in California, I I may be off, it may not be in California, Lake Mead, Hoover Dam, is almost dry. Water is going to become the next battlefront. And much of this is being engineered. We're in a war of technologies at a level that is outside of our normal dialogue, and yet if you're awake, you realize that these technologies exist. I played a clip the other night, it's an important one, to understand that there's no more discussion anymore about cloning cloning is here matter of fact I'll play it here it is take a listen to this piece
4: let developed the first DNA hard drive Microsoft has one gram of DNA can store 433 petabytes of data so they've created a digital DNA hard drive. So now we have the capability of transferring consciousness into a storage capacity. We can literally take a skin cell from your body, create a clone of you up to whatever age specified, and then transfer your consciousness from uh, your body, your mind into that new avatar.
0: Transfer your consciousness into that, your body, this your mind of this new avatar. All they're doing right now is they're slow-dripping these technology releases so that people are accustomed to what's already happening happening around them. If you're hearing about it, it's already 20 years or 30 years more advanced in the lab. The only way we are going to win this war is in a defiant way and breaking away so that we're not listening to their lies and being influenced by that, but relying on the true deep innovation that God gave us to overcome these challenges, and we can but it takes a diligent, diligent effort. Let me give you an example of one here. And it just is just a really amazing perspective that offers not only a chance to innovate into new worlds, in new spaces, but to bridge differences between left and right.
2: Take a listen to this piece. All right, so I think I just stumbled upon something huge. You're going to want to hear this. And I haven't heard anyone talking about it. So I was thinking last night, what are we gonna do with all this trash? It's toxic, it's plastics. it's leaching into the groundwater. What are we gonna do about it? And then I thought, well, duh, we just need to stop producing it and use a different material. And then it hit me. Hemp isn't illegal anymore, so why aren't they using hemp to make plastics and whatnot, which they're able to do? And it's not because of big oil. The reason they're not using hemp to replace the entire packaging, plastic, all these materials, this whole industry that it would replace, is because hemp is said to absorb a lot of carbon. The amount of hemp they need to grow to, to facilitate the needs of that transformation of materials would completely offset the carbon that they're trying to get us so desperately to stop producing. And Agenda 21 is based around stopping this production of carbon if hemp does it they won't be able to stuff us into 5g facial recognition smart cities and control every aspect of our life so that's why they're not growing hemp and they're letting the world choke on
0: plastic it's an amazing perspective but it's a great one to point to hemp is legal in all 50 states i don't know if you know that or not it's been legalized for a lot of years all the smokescreen around legalized marijuana has been to take you away from the true sense of hemp this is just one example of many things that they do. Hemp is ideal for CBD and health. Hemp offers alternatives to pulp for paper. Hemp offers alternatives for oils for fuel. Hemp offers an inter- alternative materials to replace plastics and packaging. All of that from one plant, and it stays away from the drug component, the drug push, which is marijuana. I've said this many times. Hemp and is like hemp and marijuana is like comparing field corn to sweet corn. In their genome, they're connected, but in the actual product at the end, they're completely two different items, not even close. We have to get wise into innovating, reading, learning, reclaiming old skills. And that's truly our side of the revolution. And our side of the revolution is quiet. It is powerful. It is silent. It isn't televised. It's the movement of defiance. And as we step into the movement of defiance we start to change the world. Let me just recap a little history of how we got here. Remember that time when the office of the president, his name was Biden, his president elect got flown into the to to DC on an unmarked plane on January 20th and was escorted by a literal CCP agent and the first occurrence of there being two nuclear footballs and the new administration had a virtual inauguration behind miles of military barricades, and when the new president never received a 21-gun salute and men marching weren't even wearing military uniforms, and then the new president was locked out of the White House for several hours waiting outside, and then the blockade stayed up for months after. Remember that? That's the beginning of when this country was seized. We have been under occupation since. And the occupiers, the worst part of it is, it's not physical occupiers. It's the revolution of the mind. It's always been us. We've accepted the prison. Patriots, we have one way out, and that's defiance. And we now have an opportunity to break this and the most radical act you can do is grow food and sow seeds, sowing seeds, operation sowing seeds, physically and spiritually. This is our way through this. But we're the, we are the prison, and it's time for us to wake up. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight just very humbled in the place that we're at, reflecting deeply of the State of the Union. And the state of this land that you gave us to steward how far we have fallen and how far we have to get back. And yet, Father, we know truly that with our true faith in you, these changes can happen literally instantaneously. So forgive us for the fall that we've made and the blindness that we've walked willfully. The lures and traps that we've accepted as an easy way, the power of convenience to make our lives easier while abdicating our power and responsibility to others that did not have our best interest in mind. Father, as we stand here now, we stand boldly as a remnant, a remnant awake, aligned, our hearts open to the love in Christ And the power that that brings to us, the dominion over evil, the right to step on snakes and scorpions, the ability to do greater works than he. We ask for the guidance to the ancient paths. We ask for your guidance as we move forward, the wisdom needed for us to stand strong, to overcome this evil, and to reclaim our country with you back on the throne. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots ahead and a lot of challenges, but the biggest war we have to overcome is ourselves. And it's a big one. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Our prayers right now need to be focused on that warrior spirit within us, to awaken that with the fires of indignation and the fires of righteousness that will lead us through this to defy, not comply. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this fearlessly occupy the land, expand the kingdom mission forward. I'll see you tonight for fishers of men until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now.
3: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it.